It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Kevin Soling. Hi, Kevin. Hi, how are you doing? Great. Congratulations on your film. It's opening this week in Los Angeles, correct? That is correct. It opens this Friday. So tell me about the, how this film came about. Uh, so basically, um, I just sort of uh, Im- impulsively deconstruct contemporary, you know, popular culture. And uh, so whenever, you know, Gilligan's Island reruns would come on, I, I would analyze it, and my friends uh, told me that I should, uh, you know, do a, you know, write a paper. So I actually, you know, wrote an academic paper on it and then took it one step further and decided to, to, to turn it into a, a movie because there was, there was such uh, interest in the, uh, in the paper. I don't know how many other academic papers ended up getting made into a, a movie, but uh, wow. this is certainly one, but it was, it was just, it just really captured people's imaginations. Now, the paper was first written, was it when you were attending Harvard? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was uh, for, for uh, Americana Journal of, of Popular Culture. Did you always dream of working in entertainment? Well, I, I've been working, so I, I, I'd done some documentaries before then, and I went back to, to school and picked up a, a couple of graduate degrees and actually uh, back again working on a couple more. Um, so I, I just kind of like uh, the school environment, but uh, but but I had been I I I'd been in, in doing documentary films dur- you know during the whole time. I love how you have a master's degree from Harvard in educational policy and management, and also in English. Uh, I feel sometimes people will say, you know, they said it to me because I have a doctorate. Don't you want to use your degree? I feel like we use your, our degrees all the time in so many different ways. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's definite, there's always overlap, but yeah, I mean, the, the two I'm picking up now is in journalism and then uh, public policy, and, and everyone assumes, you know, that's I'd be getting degrees in film, but uh, the way I, I picked up, uh, you know, film is just basically by doing and, and learning the ropes, you know, directly for, firsthand. So, can you tell the listeners a little bit about uh, this film? Sure. So, so the, the movie is called The Gilligan Manifesto, and, and basically uh, what, what sort of remarkable was that I, I, is that during the height of the Cold War, uh, right after the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know, one of the most popular shows on, on television depicted seven Americans living in an analog for, for a post-apocalyptic world where the survivors have to rebuild civilization and, and the society they construct is, is founded on, on Marxist communism. And not only that, but the, the conflicts that take place uh, is that some vestige of democratic capitalism rears its ugly head and, and destabilizes society and, and, and has to be excised by the end of the episode for harmony, uh, harmony and stability to be restored. And, and that uh, show is Gilligan's Island. And uh, basically, Gilligan's Island uh, served as, as a kind of communist propaganda during... Uh, during the Cold War. Oh my gosh! You know, here I am watching it as a kid, and you know, pff, you know, obviously those are adult ideologies, and I, you know, pff, what did I know? Yeah, it, it's fascinating, but it's it's. I mean, it's it's subversive in, in in a certain way, but the communism of the Soviet Union isn't isn't Marxist communism. It's a that's a, it's a totalitarian dictatorship that or kind of totalitarian dictatorship that. Uh, that that was misnamed as as communism. So so there is there is that facet to it, and and you know Marxist communism. There there is no government. Um, you know it is a classless society, and uh, it, it's it's fascinating watching. You know even either, there is a progression over over the three seasons of the show where you do see that the, the pinnacles of success of 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 
you know, what you'd imagine in capitalism. What do you want? You want money. You want fame. Uh, you want uh, some kind of professional recognition. So you have, you know, the Howells who represent, you know, money, and and Ginger Grant who's the movie star and and the professor, mm-hmm. uh, and they all are. You know, professor, he's in his ivory tower, and and instead his his skills get to be used directly for survival. Mr. Howell, you know, right. they, they become full human beings, and they do they do get to utilize their skills, but they they utilize them for the for everyone's survival so so yes. they they have a, a function and, and they 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 develop as whole human beings and it's so interesting in in watching the film you know that you have this famous you know very excuse me very wealthy couple but there's no wealth on the island and you have this very famous actress but there's no movie set you know yeah it's it's you know so the identities you know they, when they're introduced in, in the intro all, the only two that are given that have a name are, are Gilligan and Marianne the others are the movie star you know the the professor the you know the skipper mm-hmm. uh, and and Marianne and and uh, Gilligan are, are representatives of the proletariat uh, they are the working class. They are the only ones who arrive on the island already you know fully formed as 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 individuals with with identities. Now, how many cast members are still alive? Um, well, it's it's you know just uh, Don Wells and, and Tina Louise. Okay, and have they seen the film? Uh, they have, yes. Uh, and uh, I mean, uh, so Don Wells and and Russell Johnson uh, were were interviewed in the movie, yes. and uh, as was the creator Sherwood Schwartz, and, and he recently passed away as well. Uh, and uh, Don Wells is going to be coming to the uh, to the opening uh, in in Los Angeles on Friday. She'll be at the uh, the seven twenty screening and doing uh, Q and A with with me uh, after after the screening. And where is it going to be? Where's it? Where's it? At be the Lemley Theater, uh, Lemley Music Hall in Beverly Hills. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. So um, so yeah. So they were you know they. They loved the movie, <laughs> which which was nice. And, nice. and the other nice thing though was was uh, even even though Tina Louise opted not to to participate in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, she uh, you know she, she was spoken of so warmly by uh, uh, by by the actor who played the professor and and there and you know Don Wells and they, they, there was really a lot of love among uh, the actors and it was it was really heartwarming to see how much they they continued to to care about one another and, and they respected her her decision not to be involved but she's sure. not so uh uh you know even though she didn't want to be involved in the film she still you know uh was, was, is supportive that the film was made and and you know w- w- had been eager to to see it and and uh you know That's so, great. so she's yeah what would you like um listeners to know about the film without giving too much away um, well, it's it's uh, it's a very funny film. Uh, the, the show uh, it, it was it was you know you, it's known for, for for its slapstick and but a lot of the humor really survives. Um, there was uh, everyone who is uh, who is critical of the show you know uh, always had tremendous respect for the actors. Uh, they're they're professionals of, of top notch and and when you when you see it, I mean the the uh, you know the the, the Sherwood Schwartz, the show's creator, gives gives away that that he intentionally uh, made the, sh- the the show to be low brow so that it would uh, so his subversive intent would would go unseen and unnoticed. Uh, so so things were were very deliberate. 
as far as how how it was uh, constructed and created, and and so it, it's um, you know so it's, it's the movie's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's interesting seeing everything in, in the context of the Cold War too, because most of the time when you watch Gilligan's Island, it's it's kind of standalone. It's it's become this timeless piece, but when you see it as a piece of of when it was created, mm-hmm. uh, when people were were building fallout shelters in their house and worried about. Uh, surviving nuclear, you know, war and, and how, you know, what, what, we're, what would we do? Yes. Uh, you, you can appreciate kind of what was going on and the, and the psyche and the zeitgeist of, of what was going on in people's heads and, and how this was a representation of that. And, and it's, it's, what's remarkable, it's like the, the only utopian uh, post-apocalyptic uh, cinema that I've ever come across. It's really fascinating. Um, I think it's, you know, great that this has come out. And so where, give me one more time the details for everybody. So it's going to be shown at the Lemley uh, Music Hall in Beverly Hills for the week of uh, the the twenty uh, the 16th uh, to the 22nd uh, of November. Okay. Uh, four or five showings each day, and then it, it goes to New York after that. And I actually had heard of several of your other films, by the way. I know we have to wrap up, but um, you you did the war on... Is the war on drugs? Uh, the I did the, the war, war on, on kids, and then there was a movie, The War on the War on Drugs. Yes. Uh, uh, so the war on kids was the the only the first theatrical uh, release uh, movie on education mm-hmm. uh, documentary, and uh, that that deals with uh, issues about compulsory schooling. And then there was a movie, uh, The War on the War on Drugs, which uh, ironically was a comedy that somehow got. Uh, uh, ended up being considered a documentary, even though it was very, very oh much a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And uh, you do have a TEDx talk. It, you did that at SUNY Binghamton on the truthiness yeah. of school. What is that title about? The truthiness. Oh, so that that deals with uh, all the, the the misconceptions about uh, public education mm-hmm. and uh, you know the the truthiness of of, of you know all, all the things that the, the benefits that people presume that public education has to bring or or the institutionalized schooling and uh, the the actual uh, facts about you know, how, how harmful and destructive uh, the compulsory environment uh, is. That's fantastic. One last question. The name of my show is Get the Funk Out. So I'm always intrigued in how, as a creative, and you're a very highly educated guy, how do you take care of yourself? Because you're in these different fields, you know, filmmaking, and you're giving lectures and everything. Was there, is there ever a time when you get yourself in a, you know, personal funk and you... Question yourself. What do you do to take care of yourself? Uh, take care of myself in what in what regard? Emotionally, physically, you know, to stay even keel. I don't stop moving, so I, I guess I don't really. I mean, there are mm-hmm. things that I constantly reflect on, yes. which is uh, you know the big questions. Yes. Uh, but I don't really give myself time to, you know, to, to stop to, to, to think about the things that would uh, <laughs> that would you. undermine my my confidence or my, uh, you know, uh, I, I just, yeah, it's just, I guess, perpetual activity. I feel like you have a tremendous love of learning, Kevin. Um, yeah, I, I, would, I would certainly agree with that. You know, and uh, Immensa? That you're in the, this uh, high IQ society? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we do that too. <laughs> Super cool, and you're very humble. So, where can we find out more information about you? Where can people find you? Um, uh, yeah, that's one thing I, I need to. to I, I don't do a whole lot of self promotion. I, I just kind of 
you know, and I, I don't yeah. even pr- pr- promote my, my films as much as I should because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I start working on the next one. Um, you so, on Facebook or Twitter? Or? Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I have a, uh, you know, I am there, but I don't really, you know, I, I, don't, I, I, <laughs> I don't really post, you know, there or anything like that. So, yeah. you know, once every, you know, like twice a year, I might, I might post. Oh my god! <laughs> what about um, do you have a website for your films or any? Um, yeah, so so gilliganmovie dot com. Okay. Uh, Gilliganmovie dot com will, will at least uh, let you know where where the movie's playing, and you can okay. see the trailer there and and get some information. So yeah, gilliganmovie dot com. Okay. And what about um, your, go ahead? Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. I was going to make a stupid joke. What about your home address and your personal phone number? Gilliganmovie.com. <laughs> 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 that, that's enough, right. Okay. Thank you so much for calling in. If you missed any part of this, everything is up on my show blog. Getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.